0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike would like to tell you along with Herb Tyler. We're That's at right. Acme Oyster House, 3535 Perkins Road here in Baton Rouge. Come on by and visit us. Got a really great crowd here today. and. Uh, if you go into the game, stop on by. they got great food specials, drink specials, and you can watch the games that are happening right now And as we are watching Ohio State, Penn State. Uh, well, we kind of surround the sound, so to speak, right. uh, with it here. Also, we want to thank MAP Construction, uh, presenting sponsor here of our... Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. We're on until four thirty this afternoon, and we're going to throw it to Big Herb and Brandon and the crew. Uh, big the fave. LSU, uh, Big Fave uh, at the LSU. Uh, well, Big Herb is here. Uh, I'm here. We, got, we got Big Fave. He yeah. he, uh, he, we he, ain't a, he ain't at the studio yet, sort right. of, <laughs> <laughs> but but he will be, and uh, you hear him. And then at six thirty kickoff time between LSU Army, uh, great situation to play Army. Uh, they have not yes. played since 1931. You got to go back. Huey Long was governor of Louisiana mm. back in <laughs> 1931 when they played. So um, great tradition. I remember when they were trying to set up this series and 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 how Army sort uh, LSU sort of agreed with Army to to set this up and how it <coughs> is. And uh, we know one thing: it's a part time job for guys that are on that Army football team. We know what their full-time job is. And so got a lot of respect uh, for all our academies, but certainly with Army playing here tonight in Baton Rouge, in you know, a historic night uh, to have Army playing LSU.
2: Yeah, it's been quite some time ago since these two 1931, teams. 1931, man. Have played. And, and that's one of the things that I really appreciate about uh, Verge Osbury is his willingness to go out and find certain types of teams for us to play that are outside of SEC play and uh I, you know I truly tip my hat off to Verge for that so that's a wonderful deal the other thing is like you said we just respect our any 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 one of our men and women in the service academy no matter which one it is we truly respect them and it's a it's a beautiful thing that they give up their this, let's call it their freedom to do whatever they want in order to serve the the country and serve the beautiful people of this country, and that's something that we all should be able to do. Um, uh, just, just tip our hats to those people because it's it takes a special person, Mike. Because I'm not that person. I can tell you that right now. I don't. I don't think I can go to war. I don't think I can go to battle. But like for a lot of people, do it. I it, can't do it.
1: it helps for educational once they get out. Oh no, and, it, and, and, and that sort of thing. But their sacrifice of time and yes. effort and the potential something could happen and then you putting your life on the line yes you know, see my dad 100 my dad served in two wars he was in world war ii and yep. in korea i have uncles that served in korea yep. vietnam so you know when you get in there okay it's you thinking about the educational part but you're also thinking about the fact that one day yes your life might be on the line for your country
2: so then that's right and that's why i say those people those men and women are on a greater level than you i could ever be on because i i don't know if i can afford to do that i don't know if i can you have, you have know, to have put, the right mentality you to have do to I, you have to be completely unselfish yeah right and so but you're right though it also gives them opportunity to go to college to gain a, a, some sort of education whatever they want to do go out and get some experience and then come back um and then they can either do more schooling if they would like or they can stay in whatever branch of the military that they're, they're in. And, uh, and, and it can be a wonderful thing for them, especially for someone who really doesn't know what they want to do. And then they decide to go to one of these academies, and it really makes them, um, you know, gives them a, a leg up on understanding what's their role, what's their path in life, and things of that nature. So, you know, I, didn't, I don't know if you noticed know or not, but my son, Jay, actually had two scholarship offers. Um, to, well, one to Air Force and one to Army. So he decided to pass on both of those and go to Stanford because he just didn't feel like it was something that he would, he, you know, that he could do. I mean, it was his decision. I had no, nothing to do with it. But we took, he took a visit to both of them, and he loved every aspect of both of those campuses and where they were. Um, and he just, he was really this close to going to Air Force. And then Stanford came in late and offered him, and then he ended up going there. But
1: yeah, Stanford got uh, a pretty good cachet too. Now that's right. That's Man, right. What? Yeah, they
2: got that. They got that too. But it's just it's a different it's a different cachet though when you're talking, you army, know, army, navy, and, air yeah, force. Yeah, that's that's different right there. You, yeah. you know, you're going to a whole other realm, a whole other world of 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 United Statesism, as I said. Yeah, uh,
1: I get asked this a lot uh, since 2014, especially during the football season. The guy that used to run the Armed Forces Radio Network actually grew up in Donisonville. So (laughs) he knew who I was. And, you know, he came out of the blue and said, listen, man, we'd love to have you on for a segment um, each weekend. uh, And maybe twice a weekend if you can do it. Uh, But we like to tape ahead of time. So it would be like 520 in the morning. Would you be interested in doing it? And I'm like, man that little bit of sacrifice I got to do for yeah. what y'all doing? Oh, yeah, I'm there. Never- uh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. that, yes. that I mean, and a lot of people, man, you know, my son or my cousin heard you on the Armed Forces Radio Network and that. Okay, and it, that gives me great pleasure to do that because I know my dad died in 2013. He would have liked that I would have done that. Yes. Uh, and it's a very minuscule yes, uh, sort of mm-hmm. sacrifice. I got to get up at 5.15 in the morning to do a 5.20 show. We tape it and then they play it, at, I think, at 6.10 or 6.15 because yep. they, like, they like everything in the can, so to that's speak. Right. So, right. so they can play it when they want to. Man, that's nothing in comparison to what these young men and women are doing now
2: uh, yeah. for our country. Especially in the, the days and times that we're in right now, uh, right, right now. So much stuff going on and you just don't know which way things are gonna turn out, but um, I sure am appreciative of being um, a part of such a great country that allows men and women to make a decision whether or not they wanna go and do that type of sacrifice and then we can all stand up and applaud them at every event that we do to show them how much we really truly respect, love, honor, and want them to continue to be the greatest that they can be at whatever they decide to do.
1: Yeah, I had an uncle one time. He had told me, man, everybody should serve two years in the service. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, i get that uncle. What are you talking about? He said, man, it made me into a man. I said, yeah, but not everybody was crazy like you were when you were 17 years <laughs> old, right, yeah. too. You, uh, some people were a little bit calmer, uh, so to speak, at 17. That's right. but. You know, so many people talk about the experiences when they were in yes. the service yes. and that sort of thing. And so tonight, just remember yes. those young men. This is a, this is a part-time job. Yes, uh, what they out there doing? And now, one of the things they've done in college football is kind of prohibit them from doing really what they did really good in the past. And that's clip you get you below the knees. Yeah. You can't yeah. go to the perimeter to do that. No, you can't do it past no the yard. No you can't cut nobody yep. now. And so they've had to adjust and we see now the army, the navy, air force, all of them have to sort of adjust to what is the rules now. They are trying to be I guess,
2: safe, safer with the yeah, players, that yeah. sort of thing. But uh, it, it's, it's always about, you know, player safety and that kind of stuff. But I was going to say I want to recognize one of my really good friends, um, Theo Williams. He played at uh, John Errett, and he also played at um, LSU with me. So he came in at LSU from 1996. Um, Theo Williams he played at John Errett, came in 1996 at LSU. He graduated from LSU. All of his family, or well, most of the men in his family, were, were some sort of military, whether it was the Army or Navy or the Air Force or whatever. Well, he graduated from LSU and decided once upon graduating from LSU that he was going in the service. So he went to the Air Force, went through all of his deals with the Air Force and everything else, got out of the Air Force, and um, um, I guess he did his time, whatever that five-year, six-year time was, and then now he's working with the FBI. So he's a commander in the FBI. He's a um, wonderful story. It's one of those stories of, well, you know, he, had, he didn't have to do that if he didn't want to. But he wanted to serve his country in some way, which he learned from his family members that that was important for their family lineage to be able to do such a thing, and he went and did that. And right now, he's living in Houston right now. He's uh, a part of the FBI. He does a really good uh, job. He's one of the, the leaders in that, that, that particular branch of the FBI that he's in, and uh, he's doing a phenomenal job. So I just want to give Theo Williams a shout-out for doing that. And, you know, one of the things, too, is when you work
1: for the FBI, you're actually working for the Treasury Department. That's right. So you got to go through some training. Mm-hmm. And in the Treasury Department, uh, they had a gentleman who retired from Uh, doing Secret Service work, and he retired from the Bayou. His his first wife had passed away, and he met up with one of them Bayou gals, and then that was end of story. (laughs) He ended up living on the Bayou the rest of his life. But he was telling me about sort of the steps it took for him uh, to get from he was in law enforcement, then goes to the FBI, work with the Treasury Department, and then got put on Secret Service detail which he had some really intriguing stories, stories uh, huh? about and his deal was he had never traveled yeah uh, he was from upstate new york and he said really we hadn't went you know back then we hadn't went a lot of different places and so he said i knew new york pennsylvania area that pretty well but you know, when talking about going to Asia and Europe and Australia, he yeah. was like, man, and, you know, it was the trips of a lifetime. Uh, he had a job now. Yep. Uh, he had a job. He was mostly on either uh, first lady uh, protection or vice president protection. Yep. Uh, but, uh, man, he had some real interesting stories about those times. It was totally different, but it started with him in the military. That's right. And from the military, you know, FBI, Treasury it's Department. So
2: interesting things can come
1: out of that, right? Uh, and it, it was a connected dots. We'll be back with more of our Tiger tailgating show presented by Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. And we want to thank Map Construction for always being a big supporter of our Tiger tailgating show. We're at 3535 Perkins Road here at Acme Oyster House. Come on by and visit us before you go to the LSU game or you want to get maybe a little cocktail or uh, something to eat before the game. Come on by and visit us. We'll talk LSU football. Herb Tyler, myself, will be here till 4.30 this afternoon. We'll be back with more of our programming right after this break.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: We're back here on our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike would like to tell you along with Herb Tyler with that Acme Oyster House, 3535 Perkins Road here in Baton Rouge. Come on by and visit us. Again, we want to Come thank Map Construction for always being a great sponsor here on our Tiger tailgating show. It's time now for our Thibodeau Regional Health Systems Tiger Scout Notebook brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at Thibodeau Regional Health Systems. I want to thank Greg Stock, everybody at Thibodeau Regional uh, for always uh, giving us uh, this segment and talk about LSU each and every week. Herb, uh, one of the things, uh, man, we can't get around just how good of a season Jaden Daniels is having that quarterback. is phenomenal when you watching it, and I know they they put out these midseason All American teams, and Michael Pinnick's got it. And, and listen, um, uh, yeah, he's playing on an undefeated team. I, I get it. Uh, yeah. they, they they've I'll won every uh, won every game. And listen, yeah, he's surrounded by some talent too. Now, man, I watched Washington uh, play last week. Uh, they got uh, one first round pick receiver for sure, and a potential second that he's throwing to, uh, but. Man, Jaden Daniels has played off the charts good this year, and it's amazing to watch his development. And Coach Kelly talked about it during the press conference about all the time and effort. You being a former quarterback, okay, this ain't no 9-to-5 job when you're a quarterback. No. You're putting in a lot of time, a lot of film time, a lot of time with your receivers trying to get yep. that coordination down between the two of you. Okay, you ain't playing in the backyard. No. And you're not Al Bundy on Married with Children <laughs> at Polk High. Okay, this is major college football or the NFL. And, man, just an unbelievable season. Man, I'm watching Penn State and Ohio State. You talk about some bad quarterbacking. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Man, I've seen that today. The Penn State quarterback uh, so far. Uh, he's had some real difficulty. He couldn't hit the backside of a barn with a bazooka. Nope. Uh, and, and he got some pretty good receivers, too. Nope. And they're fixing to go down because Ohio State up 20-6 to uh, late in the fourth quarter. This looks like a W here for the Buckeyes again. And James Franklin has yep. spit the bit yep. uh, in these big game situations.
2: Yes. So to go back to Jaden Daniels, um, you know, the, the mid season stuff and all of the I guess the midseason uh, rankings or awards, whatever you want to call it, Penix is great. I'm not gonna, I can't take yeah, anything away from him. I'm not him. taking nothing away he's, from him. He's undefeated. I, I get it 100%. Jaden played decent against Florida State. He played good enough to win, but the defense wasn't there. Um, the thing about Jaden, though, when when you go back to last year and you realize – Everybody was, just throw the ball. Just throw the ball up. Give the receivers an opportunity. Just get <laughs> yeah. rid of it. Stop holding on to it. Don't run as much. Don't do this. Don't do that. Well, we got it. He's learned from that. He took, he's taken the offseason, and he's learned his receivers. He's learned the playbook. He's learned the coaches. He's learned how to be an SEC-caliber quarterback, and he's also learned how to be an NCAA championship quarterback. And I believe he you can insert him on any team, and he, this guy that we see today is going to be that guy. Um, that being said, his maturation has been one of the same that I remember from Joe Burrow when his 2018 season to the 2019 season, of which, whichever way that was Yeah, that, it was 2018. It, it was like the season before the championship season, the last three or four games, it just started clicking for him. And he was throwing for 350 a game and four touchdowns. And I am like, man. This is going to be real good if you can continue this in the following season. And Jaden Daniels is on that same track. And I saw where he started getting much better at the end of the season last year. The team as a whole was kind of a little shaky still. Um, but, but he was getting really much, I, I mean, a ton, of, ton better than what he was early in the season. And now what you see now is complete control, complete confidence, complete understanding of everything. And he's not frazzled, frazzled about anything. And he's put this whole team on his back. He's put the whole state of Louisiana on his back and the whole LSU community on his back. And this guy is somebody we should be literally standing up and cheering for and and cheering him on every play, every game, no matter what. Because he can do no wrong, even when he does a little bit wrong. It's not detrimental to the game in any sort of a way. And he is much heads and shoulders, in my opinion, above the rest because of not only because of how he's turned that corner to allow his receivers to have an opportunity, but his, his passing percentage is off the charts. And then his gut and his grit is a whole nother animal because yeah, there's I agree no there. other quarterback that runs the way that he runs. There's no other quarterback that takes the hits that he takes, and he gets up and he keeps on ticking like an old Timex. So I really do appreciate you know, coming from a place where I played that position and was on that field and understand the importance of running out in between those two goalposts or goal goalposts on every Saturday night, it's, it's awesome to watch, and it's a great uh, feeling for me to be in that uh, fraternity and to be able to cheer him on, and I think that's absolutely phenomenal.
1: Even though they they build differently, he reminds me a lot of Jalen Hurts leaving Alabama yes. and yes. going to Oklahoma, yes. and then Jalen really working again from Oklahoma uh, to what he's done with the Philadelphia Eagles, now, yes, that's who Jaden yes. Daniels reminds me of. You know, yes. Penix reminds me of. He's not as good. Tua, Tua. Now maybe it's because well, he's, he's left-handed, left-handed, right? Yeah. But just his mannerisms, how he throws the football, yeah. his footwork, his delivery, his accuracy skills. He reminds me a lot. Now, I, I thought Tua was really good at Alabama. Really, really good. And, man, he's driving the Ferrari now uh, with the Dolphins. But that's who Michael Pinnock reminds me of. He's not as good as Tool, but I think it's fairly close in that category. But really, to watch what I see from Daniels, it's a lot seeing the same maturation. I saw Jalen Hurts leaving Alabama to go to Oklahoma working with Lincoln Riley. And then from there, going on to the Eagles, yeah. and, and seeing that jump and the confidence in him today.
2: Yeah, I, I think um, again, Jaden has turned the corner to 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 become something special that the the country is now taking notice of. You know, if LSU was undefeated right now, he'd literally be leading the race. Oh, he'd be leading for, the race for, yeah, for the for Heisman. Heisman Trophy, but. We're not, and so here we are. But the country is still respecting what Jaden's doing. Nah, he better to be there it. in New
1: York. He's going to be that there. That invitation should be there. It, it,
2: should be, it should be on his desk right now. It should be, it should <laughs> yeah. be in his locker room right now. Because so, um, I, I don't care what he does from here on out. I mean, he's going to do what he's been doing. I can't see him changing. But um, it, it's special to watch it. And I agree with you with Penix. Penix kind of reminds me a little bit of Tua. He's not as good in the fashion that Tua. When Tua was playing in college, he was just letting that sucker rip. And he knew where he was going with the ball at all points in time, even when he was a true freshman. And uh, that that's something special. And but I think Penix can get to a level to where he can play really well in the NFL at some point. Tua has made a transition from college to the NFL. Well, he extremely, has extremely, extremely great. Um, and so that's a whole nother, no whole nother situation. And I think that the comparison Jalen Hurts to Jaden Daniels is a fair comparison. Jalen Hurts just look super duper comfortable in every situation that he plays in. And Jaden Daniels is the same way. He don't get flustered. He don't get, you know, really frazzled at all out there. He's not too high and he's not too low. And he makes himself feel like as if he's a, um, just this just, just steady line that is just, hey, I got this. We're going to be all right, guys. Give me an opportunity to be successful. Uh, Just, you know, block, catch the ball, run the ball, catch the ball from the backfield, whatever you got to do. I'm going to put the ball in the right situation. It's just fun to watch. And it's also fun to watch the LSU fans really support him.
1: The other thing, uh, from the running back standpoint, and I'm interested tonight, uh, I don't need 25 carries from Logan Diggs tonight. And you see what LSU is doing here with this running back by committee situation where Mm -hmm. it was a big load. On Logan. And then now, you know, Caleb's involved. uh, Jackson, who I think is a superstar in the making. I think he is going to be the next guy as far as a running back is concerned at LSU. I agree. You got John Emery. um, You know, I grew up on the and still live on the bayou. So I saw John play a lot of Destrahan. And boy, he flashes it uh, as a player. His speed, his quickness, his ability to get to the edge, and he's a really good receiver. And Josh, man, I don't know what you want more from Josh. Josh gives you everything he's got on every snap. And he's a really good pass protector. And so, you know, if I'm Jaden Daniels, man, I like it when Josh is there because I know one thing, if they come in with a blitz in that A-hole, man, he's going to pick that guy up really, really quickly. So tonight, how they share the load. Because it doesn't have to be one guy. It doesn't have to be Logan carrying the football 20, no. 25 times. Give it to Caleb. Yeah. Get him some carries. Get John Emery involved. Get Josh and Gal. Uh, Noah Kane, who we saw a lot of early in the season. Uh, I'm interested in that and, and how they handle it against Army.
2: So you're right. So um, I don't know if Kane's going to get in the game, but I will say that uh, Logan Diggs, Williams, and... Jackson are going to be the featured backs. And I think it should be Diggs, Jackson, Williams, how that's going to be. And I say you give Diggs 16 carries, Jackson's 10, and then you give Williams 5 to 8 carries, and I think you're going to be successful. That's a wrap
1: on our Thibodeau Regional Health Systems Tiger Scout Notebook brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at Thibodeau Regional Health Systems. Again, thank Greg Stock and everybody there for always being a bit part Of our Tiger Tailgating Show. We'll be back with more of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show live from Acme Oyster House 3535 Perkins Road here in Baton Rouge right after this break here on the Big 870.
4: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.
1: Welcome back to the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike DeTelia along with Herb Tyler. We're at 3535 Perkins Road. Here in Baton Rouge, Acme Oyster House. Come on by and visit us. Man, we had a great dinner crowd here. Uh, kind of softened up a little bit, but everybody's getting ready for the big game. So if you're in the area, stop on by, get something to drink, get something to eat. Got great food and drink special. Got yes. Jason. Jason going to take care of everybody here at Acme Oyster House. Want to also thank Map Construction. Now it's time to go inside the Tiger Den. It's brought to you by GoTax Resolution. Your go-to tax resolution team, G-E-A-U-X, go tax, go. And on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Live, we have on us from the Louisiana Radio Network, Jeff Palermo. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Jeff, uh, perspective, LSU Army. They haven't played since 1931. Uh, Huey Long was governor of the state of Louisiana back then. So it's been a few years, not quite 100, but it's, it's getting there. It's, it was pretty close. Uh, perspective of LSU playing one of the academies in this type setting, literally right before the bye week and heading up into Alabama.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, it, you know, I think when Brian Kelly saw this first on the, on the schedule, I don't think he was that uh, – excited about it because you're going up against a triple option offense now army's backed off away from that but it's still an option off they had but, to yeah. yeah yeah they had to basically uh, the ncaa rules not allowing shot blocks and all that kind of stuff you have you, you really can't run a, a triple option offense anymore so um but the fact that it happens before the bye the fact that it's coming off uh, i think his team needs a bit of a break. i think it needs a, a couple weeks breather right from sec play five straight conference games a couple of them back to back on the road so I-, I think he's embraced this game uh, I found it just very surprised I-, I just would have thought guys that uh, during LSU's career or LSU's long history as a-, a football program that they would have hosted a service Academy school they- they've never done that today yeah. is the first day you would have thought maybe Navy yeah. or Air Force would have or you know even Army uh, would have come down to Tiger Stadium and played them, but no, that that they have not. So it is a, uh, a much different type of non-conference game uh, that you normally see uh, when it comes to LSU. Yeah,
2: right. Jeff, we was thinking about, you know, for me, going into this game, it's more about LSU's defense, you know, uh, at the point of attack and making tackles and making sure that they're, uh, you know, flying to the ball. And I, I'm sure that you would agree to that. Um, it's, you know, Army lost to Troy last week. LSU coming off a huge, huge win against Auburn. Um, you know, the, 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 the touchdowns are painted, camouflage. It's going to be really cool to see that in the stadium. What does LSU do today to make sure that they stay on that high from last week against Auburn to go into the bye week next week and to be ready to play against Alabama SEC West Folk?
3: well there's been so many uh, especially offensively the comparisons of this offense to the 2019 team and Mm -hmm. what was great about that 2019 team there was a a multitude of things that was great but Joe Burrow never allowed this team to take the foot off the gas pedal you know even when they played (laughs) even when they played non-conference games uh, games that they were big favorites of for he would not allow this his his fellow teammates to let the gas off the gas pedal and I I don't know if Jaden Daniels, uh, you know, we've kind of talked about this before. I mean, he doesn't have maybe necessarily the personality of a a Joe Burrow, uh, uh, you know, the the tactician of a Joe Burrow, that that kind of mindset. But I think Jaden Daniels has a really good pulse with this team. And I don't think he's gonna allow this team, especially on offense, to allow them to take a day off here today. And I I know uh, especially, you know, Jaden Daniels is not going to come out and say, man, I I really want to make sure I go to New York and uh, be in the Heisman (laughs) Trophy finalist. But man, he's got to be thinking about it. He's got to be sitting there saying, you know, I lead the country in all purpose yards and he's got to hear what people are saying. Well, he's got a couple losses, so he can't win it. Well, the only way for him to really stay in contention, there's a couple of ways. One, he's got to keep up putting up big numbers, and then obviously he's going to need to go into Tuscaloosa in a couple of weeks and win that game. He can't do anything about that right now, but he can, again, put up some big numbers tonight. And so I think offensively, uh, LSU will continue to have the consistency that we've been seeing. Yeah, defensively, this will be interesting. Uh, can, can they not have uh, some of the mental lapses, some of the defensive assignment miscues that have hampered this team. Uh, you know, that, that will be a key. Um, you know, I think if Army scores at all here tonight, it's going to be, you know, a 60-yard a pass over the middle and a linebacker <laughs> yeah, misses right, his responsibility right. or a DB miss. You know, the Army is not going to go 12 plays, uh, 80 yards on this LSU team. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a broken play by the defense for Army to get on the board.
1: Jeff, is there a couple of young players I know in talking to coaches in the past, these type games, you're not a rookie anymore, okay? You've been through the fall drills. You've maybe played a little bit on special teams. Now, here's an opportunity now Mm -hmm. that opens up that door. Now, you know what? You want to put your foot and slam the door open that you can walk in there and get an opportunity to play more. Is there a player or two, young-wise, maybe a freshman or a True freshman or sophomore that you would look at that could take advantage of this situation here.
3: Well, I think Caleb Jackson, the running back, is going to get a lot Amen. of carries in the second <laughs> half. And I mean, it, it all he can do is force the coaches to to play
2: him. Yeah. Yes. Now
3: you're you're not going to bench you're not going to bench Logan Diggs for for Caleb no. Jackson, but is no. Caleb Jackson your your number two running back and a guy that in if you needed to go to Caleb in that game against Alabama um can can you count on him to give you maybe five or six carries I I think that's you know I think that's certainly a a guy that you can you can count on but I think defensively you know I think Whit Weeks has already showed you know what he can do but you know what we hear from Brian Kelly I think he likes the the veteran uh in Omar Spates a a guy that has a you know a ton of tackles a ton of uh, playing experience so I would imagine we'll continue to see, you know, Omar Spates out there. But uh, maybe if Deshaun Womack. That's
1: what I was going to ask you. Man, I I was hoping you would have said that right off the bat. That's right. Because, listen, they need as much help in pressuring the quarterback as they can get. Yes. And I think that's the one thing Womack can do real well. Man, okay, play the run. He can get better doing that. But, man, he can get off the edge. (laughs) And his speed from point A to point B – they don't have a lot of guys on this team really good. Uh, other than one mm-hmm. that's got that type of ability to affect a quarterback. Yeah, well,
3: And I, I guess the reason why I didn't mention him, number one, is because, yes, he, he does seem like he could be an outstanding pass rusher, but Army only throws
1: it 16 times a game. So how much <laughs> – yeah, but my thing is, uh, I just tell him, you see the guy who's going to get the ball, go after him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Because yeah, they're not going to fool you, Deshaun. Get into the backfield and make a play in right. run support because, you know what, you rush the quarterback and you play to run along the way. Just in yeah. case they might throw it. But my thing is, you know they're going to run it. Yeah. And so, you know what, you can take that same sort of mentality to play the run as you do rushing the quarterback.
3: Yeah, no, and and hopefully he does get an opportunity. I think you're going to see in the second half. Now, usually we've seen Brian Kelly keep his starters in through three quarters. Uh, I wonder if they don't jump on Army here pretty quick. Whether maybe halftime is is the uh, finishing spot for these guys. But um, I, I think some other freshmen that you could potentially see out there. I think you could see some, uh, you know, sh- uh, Shelton Sampson get a little bit more a run. I'd like to okay. see Kyle. I, I'd like to see Kyle Parker get out there. I mean it. Um, yeah, you know I agree. The, this is a you know 100%. again. I, I don't think Shelton Sampson and Kyle Parker. You're going to be counting on them two weeks from now in Tuscaloosa, but uh, you have the ability to play these guys up to four games. So this is the kind of game yeah, that I think you, you you'll have that opportunity because I I tell you what the the other non-conference game that's on the schedule Georgia State that's a. That's a good football team. That's not a game that I don't think LSU is going to be able. That's to. That's no
1: gimme. No, it's yeah.
3: I mean, yeah. It's, it's not, not a gimme. Not as much of a gimme as tonight's a gimme. So I think this is the time where you really have to empty the bench. Could we see a guy like Kylan Jackson, the, the freshman from Zachary? Uh, that's another guy you, you're that's needing safety, help. In, yeah, yeah. You're needing some help in the defensive secondary. So I think he might be a guy that might get a little bit of a run tonight.
2: Yeah, man. I I'll tell you what, Jeff. Man, it's it, the names you just said are pretty exciting for me. I, I mean, I want to keep going down that list. If there's anybody <laughs> else offensively, man. Well, my, my thing with Sh- I mean, I'm getting excited right man, now. Man, my Jeff. thing with Shelton Sampson is I know he can get open, catch
1: the catch damn the ball. ball. Yes. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, uh, man, I saw him get open twice. The ball hit him in a bad spot, right yeah. between his hands. Now listen. We went through that, and we'll talk a little bit more about it a little bit later on, but Kyron Lacy. Okay, because Kyron's from my neck of the woods. I saw him play, man, since he probably was in the 8th or ninth grade. He went to Thibodeau High. He was part of a state championship basketball Mm -hmm. team. He was a terrific athlete and uh, played football, was a really good player there. Man, but he had the dropsies. Uh, That's part of his game. You're going to have to accept every once in a while he's going to drop one. So when he got out the field, that was a great line by Brian Kelly. And, you know, Kyron says, well, I owe you one. No, you owe me two. Yeah, that's right. You saw how he stepped up last week in catching the football. And I hope that's a progression more with Kyron Lacey, who I think is immensely gifted uh, as an athlete. Now, he's got to have a little bit maybe more self-confidence with him to learn how to catch the ball cleaner and then get up the field. Don't worry about running with it. Worry about catching, catching it first, the ball first, and then take it off with it. That's right.
3: But you saw how good he is when he does have the ball. Man, in his hands. he's he, good. Yeah, he, he's a very good after the catch. So I can see why he might be looking downfield before he gets his hands on the ball. You know, Chris Hilton returns tonight, and uh, okay. you know if the if the, uh, if the drops uh, continue here with Lacey, I mean Hilton. He was basically knocking on the door to be the number three receiver there behind Thomas yep. and behind neighbors. Yep. But uh, that game by uh, Kyron Lacey. And he got Lacey. dropsies, too. Yeah, yeah, Kyron Lacey. He uh, got drop- some
1: dropsies, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, it, I have to take a shot for that drops <laughs> <laughs> Well, it should be
3: hopefully offensively, guys, uh, efficient night for LSU. That's really what you're expecting. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and defensively, right. Uh, and not weeks. too many
1: mistakes. And, and it's three weeks now. Pete Jenkins has come in uh, to kind of help with the defensive line, and that's one of the things I want to watch for. Because I do know in two weeks who you up against, and you got to be able to match yes, up yes. Uh, in the trenches with University of Alabama, who is still—they're not as good as they may have been the last but couple they're of still years. Coached by Nick Saban, but in they Alabama. still coached by the man, yeah. and they got five-star athletes all over that all field. Over. So, Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon, partner. Really appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right,
3: guys, have a good time. Thank you.
1: Jeff, All right, Thank you, man. Thank you. Jeff Palermo from Louisiana Radio Network. That is our Inside the Tiger Den segment. It's brought to you by Go Tax Resolution, your go to tax resolution team. G E A U X, Go Tax, Go. Go Tax Resolution. We'll be back to finish it up here in our number one on our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show right after this break. We're finishing up here in our number one on our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. I'd like to tell you along with Herb Tyler. I want to thank Map Construction, always a great sponsor on our show. And it is official. Ohio State defeats Penn State. 20 to 12 today boo if you thought Penn State would man, man I was one of them guys I thought, was hoping they win now I, I, I'm hoping they will win too but that didn't happen because my old friend Rich Marty that's all I'm here about for a week we'll be back with more of our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger tailgating show here from Acme Oyster House right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL
4: this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news.